Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So how about that week, man, of us just, you and me sitting in these chairs, just not doing, like, not moving, just sitting here waiting. Waiting. And waiting. To record the next episode, because we only can do one episode a week. I mean, you'd think, like, you know, not eating, not doing anything, not to, I mean, at least one, I mean, what of your kids died? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, no, that hasn't happened. <laughs> We we said as we did last week. We're just sitting here recording again, so we're we're right in it still. And the next topic we had, we're still talking about 2019 predictions and what we're looking forward to. Last week, if you haven't listened to it, we talked a lot about thoughts on basically industry stuff, EA and Star Wars, um, just Activision, EA, all that stuff in general. Big. What's the, what's the direction of the big publishers? Do are the big publishers gonna really start crumbling? And give way to smaller to medium-sized publishers. And then, like, Sony and Microsoft and what we think they're going to do with new consoles in the year. So, a lot of big, heavy industry kind of stuff. I didn't expect to say as much as we did about it, but yeah. it took up a good chunk of time. And we didn't get to talk about the games that we're going to play. No. So, what we want to do for you, because our opinions on video games are the only opinions you need... You don't need anybody else. We are like the definitive, like the definitive, or the definitive opinions the on video games. We are the voice, the voice of, of a, a generation. generation. <laughs> I don't even like Pepsi, or was it Coke? I, I think yeah. it was Pepsi. Pepsi's yeah. the lame one, like that. Okay, so that was totally uh, not planned, by the way. We just <laughs> <laughs> it's just we clearly grew up. We're roughly the same age, roughly the same age. So the first note, I, I of course wanted to talk about. Nintendo. Because, firstly, now that Steve has a Nintendo Switch, I need to force him to watch every Nintendo Direct that happens so I can make him understand why Nintendo is the greatest company ever. Um, I, like, I like Nintendo. You do like Nintendo. I think Nintendo, to me, is sort of like the Apple of video Don't games. insult them like that. Shigeru Miyamoto may have his issues, but he's never been a jerk like Steve Jobs. Okay, that's true. But just... just... <laughs> No, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The uh, again, they're, for they're me, not really interested. They're not really interested in what everybody else is doing. What everyone else thinks. They're going to make the hardware that they want to make. And sometimes you get, you know, the Wii or the iPhone. And sometimes and, you get the Wii U and the Apple Lisa. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and so you just. But it's not going to be the hardware that market research determined was the, well, at least it used to be, Apple's changed, but old Apple. Is that the I mean, Apple market research determined would be the most viable sales item in this generation. It's going yeah. to be what someone who had a vision and a, and a plan decided to make. Yes, and they're always going to ha approach it with the mindset of a toy company. They always, Remember the fact that they are a toy company, hence Nintendo Labo. Who could have predicted Nintendo Labo? I didn't. Neither did I. Who knew that Nintendo would take their latest technology and make you cut out cardboard with it? And yet, it was a big deal. People were excited about it. People had a good time with it. So, for me, granted, I have very specific interests this year because Nintendo's got... In 2019, at the very, like they they already have a date for their Yoshi game, Yoshi's Crafted World, I think it is. Oh, that looked good. 
So that's coming out. Um, I'm not playing it. I don't really play the Yoshi games and only select Kirby ones. But here's what we don't have dates for, but we know is in development. Luigi's Mansion 3 is going to be good. I predict October release for that. Metroid Prime 4 might get booted to 2020, but should at least get a gameplay trailer this year. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is hopefully going to be less otaku than Fates was, and just one game instead of like three. Um, that needs a release date. We've seen some gameplay for that. Um, Bayonetta 3, which again might be 2020, but we should at least get some gameplay this year. Shin Megami Tensei 5. We should be seeing some kind of gameplay or something this year, even though that might still be 2020. See, that's part of the problem is like you right. don't know if any of this is 2019 or 2020. And then we have Animal Crossing as well. And I know there's got to be something that I'm forgetting. Because uh, there was at least one other thing that was not in my realm of interest. It wasn't a Kirby or a... Which they got a... You're right. There hasn't been a new Kirby announced. I, wait, no, no, no. They just had Kirby Star Allies or something. They did have a Kirby yeah. game for Switch. Yeah. So we don't need to have one coming yet for, for for Kirby. But there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Like, Nintendo needs to have a Direct soon. But, oh, I also forgot because they haven't shown anything yet. But we do know there's going to be a new mainline Pokemon game. And I think oh, right. that's going to be the highlight of E3 this year. They're going to have other games, but their main... Central point, like what Smash Brothers was last year, what Mario Odyssey was the year before, that's Pokemon this year. The eighth it's, generation, I think. I'm, I'm curious about what they're going to do with it. Having I haven't really played any of the mainline Pokemon games. I've played some Let's Go Pikachu, uh, and I've played a lot of Pokemon Go. Uh, so I feel like Let's Go Pikachu was, was to some degree... Um, other than being sort of a, a more accessible version of entry into the franchise, was also a way to try to get Pokemon Go players. It's a nice bridge. It's right, a bridge, it, it, a bridge into that. So now they're going to sort of take us more hardcore, I guess. But not... I See, I always looked at Pokemon too, and maybe this might be an incorrect opinion. I always looked at Pokemon as sort of like a introduction type like to rpgs to console rpgs to some degree it is to some degree though you need to be able to read at least right which so, for some kids is well i mean that's role-playing games in general so yeah um, yeah but so but but and in, in terms of so i when i think of it think of something being more hardcore than pokemon let's go pikachu i'm not sure exactly how hard it's not going to be shin megami megami tensei or something like that no it's yeah. not going to be anything along those lines yeah but i think what i'm wondering is if let's go pikachu and eevee and the mainline pokemon game will share the same engine um because it, i mean i think let's go was an idea they had they wanted to make this game but did it come about because they also knew a mainline pokemon game would not be ready in time because i think the funny thing about Nintendo and Pokemon is everyone gives, like we were just giving, you be, well, maybe not giving them crap, but we were discussing how Assassin's Creed was an annual franchise, Call of Duty is an annual franchise, 
But nobody really gives Nintendo crap for Pokemon being an, an annual franchise, even though it is. Because they had Sun and Moon, then they had Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and then this year they had Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Hmm. There's a new Pokemon game every year, the difference being that usually the, the gap year, I guess you would say, is like a enhanced version of the previous game, so it didn't really require a lot of major overhauling. It didn't require starting from the ground up. You, you just have like a small team making modifications and improvements. Versus Call of Duty having a brand new full-fledged game and therefore burning everyone out in non-stop crunch. Now for the next Pokemon game, I'm wondering, again, like, is it using the same engine? Or is it its I, own engine? Is it brand new? I feel, I, I like, feel like it would it would be fine in the... Have you have you seen... Did, I guess, did you... Did, I saw a little bit of your kid playing it, but I didn't get to see much of it because he, he, did, he didn't want to dock it. I don't know why he wanted... Oh, because it's oh, easier it's to easier catch to, Pokemon. You don't have to swing the... The, 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 the Joy-Con, which... My kids hate motion controls. It's funny. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of do, too. So I, I, I understand his point. So I didn't get to see much of it. I have seen, like, you know, the game tra play trailers and everything. Yeah. And it looks good. It does. So I feel like this engine, like, it, it would be interesting to me if the Let's Go engine is, like, here's the engine without the major mechanics in place. Because we're still working on that. Like, basically, the Let's Go engine is, like, feature locked at a certain point, And for, like, a year and a half... They keep on working on the main line engine. That's possible. Um, and what I'm wondering then is, is this a good preview of what we can expect when it comes to certain quality of life improvements? For example, will there be no more random encounters? Because everyone loves the fact that there's no random encounters in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. But... Are they going to change that? Are they going to keep it as it is in the mainline game? <sighs> It's, it's where I'm not sure. Like I, like if I were to make a prediction, it would be that there's going to be at least one quality of life improvement in the Let's Go games that is missing from the mainline game, and people are complaining about. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I don't, I don't have enough experience with Pokemon games to comment. I do think it would be silly to not use the same engine. Um, it, it looks good. Um, you've got all the all the basics there that you're going to need for the Pokem for a Pokemon game. Yeah, I'm just not sure why you would not use the same engine for Switch. It looks comparing it to like having seen some gameplay videos of the of the 3DS versions blown up on a big screen. It's you know obviously looks worlds better the, on the on the Switch. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, this is... I think most most studios would use the same engine. And Let's Go is basically the... Here's, here's the bridge. And here's also to hold people off until the mainline game's ready. Yeah. Um, and that's even further proof to me. Like, I... Again, like I've said it before, I don't think the Switch was supposed to release when it was. I think they released it... They pushed it ahead of time. Maybe. Um, hence why they have as many ports as they do, why uh, Breath of the Wild was done the way it was. I think Mario yeah. Odyssey would have been the launch title, but that aside, 
Um, I do think going into 2019, if people felt like there really wasn't much going on for the Switch in 2018, which I, I, I personally don't really feel like it either, there wasn't a lot of compelling first-party stuff, especially if you, especially if you, had, if you had a Wii U. Which I did. So, um, so, you're, so, you know, like if you didn't have a Wii U, you got Tropical Freeze, you got Mario Kart... You, know, you've got, well, you already had Mario Kart the previous year, yeah. Uh, like, I'm thinking 2018. What was big in 2018? And Smash Brothers is the biggest one. They had other games, but Smash Brothers really was the biggest thing since Mario Odyssey. Was yeah, Mario Kart was it was 2017. Um, yeah, they um, ported the that. Yeah, okay. it was it was right around the same time as um, uh, it was right before Arms. Okay. So the 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 Switch has a bit of a slow period. But at the same time, 2019 and going into 2020 looks like the Switch is going to have a lot of really good stuff coming it's out. Still not a ton of stuff on the, that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you know, have you ever played a Fire Emblem? I have not. Three Houses is your first one. You're going to get Three Houses. We'll see. And you could, well, how do you do with tactical strategy RPGs? Um, I. Like, I, I don't know. I'm okay. <laughs> I played through, there was a, there were, there were a few on the PSP, like, uh, like the Joan of Arc one, like Joan de Arc. Joan uh, de Arc, yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I beat that. I've beaten Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics. All right. Fire Emblem is not quite like those. How, how about XCOM? Because Fire Emblem has permadeath. <sighs> oh, see, I don't like that. Like well, you can turn it off at least. It does have. I played. I played. A, I played a good amount of Syndicate back in the day. Well, we'll see because Fire Emblem Three Houses. Maybe I have to show you. Well, the trailer might not. Because the trailer we have, it's like I think I can glean certain ideas of the gameplay. I can't quite tell because they're not telling you nothing. So we'll see. We'll see. I gotta get you into something. For, you gotta be interested in Metroid Prime Four at least. I'm kind of interested. I just. I wish I, I. I had played all the other Metroid Primes. You. Oh wait. You don't have a Wii U. You would have to get the actual Metroid Prime trilogy on Wii. I do have a Wii. U. Oh, no, no. You do now. Yeah. You can get it. You can get it on the eShop. Get it off the eShop. Oh shoot. For one million dollars. Off, off the, the eShop. E no. It's like. It's oh, not is it even. Cheap? It. It's. Nintendo's eShop, it's digital. Well, yeah, Nintendo's eShop digital, like, I, I was looking on there for stuff, and it was, everything was like $40, like $60. Well, because it's Nintendo. Right. So that's what I'm saying, like, for $1 million off the eShop. Not Which, $1 That's what it feels like, paying $60 for, like, a 15-year-old game feels but like you're paying Metroid Prime Trilogy, go on to the eShop and grab it. You will not regret it because you will have Metroid Prime 1 through 3. And the first two, at least, are very good. The third one, I still need to go through again. Um, but, Metroid Prime 1 and 2. And then you'll be fired up for 4. Maybe. Maybe. It's not going to be retro, though. So, oh, we need to find out whatever retro is working on. I don't know. What have, they, what have they been doing since Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze? I think they're working on a new IP. Oh, what is Next Level Games doing? Since they have, oh, wait, are they? We doing need Luigi's a Nintendo. We apparently we need. A we Nintendo. need a Nintendo Direct so we can figure out because I don't know who's making Luigi's Mansion Three. Is that Next Level? I don't know. If that's Next Level. That might be them, or they might be making a Punch Out. I don't know. We, we this is why the Switch is amazing, and you should love Nintendo, listener. You, you and can, you should love them, Steve. 
Because you don't know. So let's let's talk about let's, let's talk, talk about, about something else for a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about so so for all of the non Nintendo people out here. Um, well, you wrong people. Wrong, the correct people. Uh, let's talk about what's uh, what's happening. We've talked about this in two of our other podcasts now about how this is like second Christmas coming up. Yes. Before the before into March. So let's actually talk about what we're looking forward to into March. Into March. Okay. So first thing, first, I'll go first. Or do you go first because you've got the first thing on the list? I think chronologically. Chronologically, oh, just barely. Um, but yes, next Friday, or by next Friday I mean yesterday. By the time this is going live, uh, Resident Evil Two Remake. As of this recording, I have not played the one shot demo. I'm too busy playing other stuff, but I am very interested. And from what I've heard, I mean, I've actually got a few mixed feelings because I have seen some things. It's like, are they going to up the gore count in ways I don't like? They might. Um, and I have some mixed feelings because I don't know. Maybe as I get older, I just don't deal with horror as well. I'm kind of afraid of playing it. I don't want to play it in the dark. Hold me, Steve. <laughs> no. But um. No, the, the, um, with Resident Evil 2, though, I'm, I mean, it's Resident Evil, and I haven't played a Resident Evil like this game in a while, and it's going back towards this sort of, uh, 4 style, but a bit Dead Space, hmm. so I'm really curious to see, and they don't seem to be giving you as many combat capabilities, like, Leon can't kick zombies in the face, it looks like. Okay. You're cutting them in the face instead, which is a lot less effective. And yet it also looks like, um, like I saw a video where someone shot the limbs off the zombie, like Dead Space, and it still managed to flop around and attack you. So, they're doing some interesting stuff with it. I just need to go in and see for myself what exactly they're doing. And, and whether or not I'm, they're really I'm interested in yeah. well, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I always, I thought, I liked Resident Evil 2 when I played it, but I played it after the remake of Resident Evil 1. So it felt like it didn't feel like the greatest Resident Evil game. Like everyone always had to be like, oh man, Resident Evil 2 is the best. And for me, it's like Resident Evil 1 remake was great. Resident so was I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think just so the ones I've played, I never finished three. Uh, just in terms of things that bother you in horror games, the. The nemesis. The nemesis can pop up at any time. It was just, it was just a little too much for me at the time. Because uh, I'm a wimp. But so I finished one. I played like every different character version. Uh, or whatever. Like there's like... Like I forget now exactly what I mean by that. But like isn't there like you can start with like... You can start as Chris or Re you can start as Yes, Jill. you can start with Chris or Jill in the first one. And in Resident Evil 2 you had the Leon or Claire... But how you played with one would impact the other. So you could leave items in for the other character when you did their route next. Yeah, so I think I finished Leon's route. I never finished Claire's route. Um, and technically, you never got the full story. I never did. I played Code Veronica, but I got... I, I got That was one where I got stuck at a boss fight with no ammo and never finished it. And it was just like... I think, I, having just watched a video on that game, I think I know which one. It was... I think it was fairly... I was pretty far into it. At least I felt pretty far into it. So, it... Uh, so, that that pretty much... And then I played Resident Evil... Five? Chris Redfield? Yeah, Chris... The, the one that's in... Yeah. 
Uh, I, I played that co-op. So, so you skipped the best one. Yeah, I skipped the best one. See, after finding out your kids evidently broke some of my discs for the Wii U I lent you, I would lend you my copy Resident Evil 4 for Wii, but I don't trust it's going to make it out of your house alive. It possibly wouldn't. I, you know, if I want to play it, I can... Resident Evil play. 4 for the Wii is the best version because of the, the, the motion. Like This is one of the few instances I'll say the motion control makes it the best motion version. Motion control makes it better. Okay. Because so, it, it, Resident Evil 4 is really good, and especially on the Wii. See, I feel like I, I had a brief period of being sort of like a Resident Evil super fan, where I watched like the first two movies and like those... That's and, not going to make you a super fan. Oh, no. I, I, played, the, <laughs> I, played, I played the first game. You know... Like, I recall with the end, I don't know how many endings I unlocked, because there's like endings like with Rebecca, was it Rebecca Chambers? Rebecca Chambers sounds right. Yeah, like there's there's like a, an ending with her, there's, there's, there's several endings you can get from the two characters if I recall correctly. I feel like I got four different endings or something like that. Anyway, I played two, I, I played, you know, I played a lot of it, and then I sort of... I don't know, so I'm, I'm always like, when I see something Resident Evil, I'm like, Ooh, maybe I'd like to play that. I never do. Uh, instead, I'll be playing Kingdom Hearts 3, which is like pretty much the exact same thing, right? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, totally. Yeah. It's like the same, uh, you know, J-pop, This uh, This is something Disney I just, I, I can't get interested in. Like, I even now, like when I, I've watched enough videos by enough people to see a bit more of what this game series is about and what it means to people... I, I like I wrote once. I was like, should I go back and try and play it? And it's like, no, it's, no. I got so many other things. I just I so I, I played through. I replayed through Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two this year. Did you play them on the original PS Two? No, I played the I played the new versions, the remasters. No, I mean like, did you? Ever... Oh yeah, I played them when they came out originally in the early two thousands, and I just replayed them both this year. So I had finished so both of them on the You PS2. were already familiar with them, and somehow, you're... How many years older than me? I'm 33, or what? 35. 35. So you would have been, like, what, a freshman in college when the first one came out? Yes. And somehow you matured faster than me to the point that you were like, I'm going to take this idea seriously and play this. You know what it was? I loved... JRPG so much at that point and was just eating up anything JRPG and I was like, you know what? I can I can even enjoy this JRPG-ish game if it has Mickey Mouse in it. This is actually a good point because as we've discussed, I grew up with Squaresoft. You did not. So to me, by that point, after Final Fantasy VIII, aspects of nine and Final Fantasy X my stupid teenage mind was like, BETRAYAL! And I determined that Square was no longer the Square I loved anymore. Because I was stupid. I also said Zelda more like Zelda for the Wind Waker, because I was an idiot. Um, right, so you, you had like a... You, you endlessly wrong... Edgy. I was ed endlessly wrong edgy, opinions. You were kind of edgy for a couple of years. Yes. I, I, didn't, I never really had an edgy stage when it came to I actually to that did stuff. wear all black for a while. Yeah. Black jeans were a pain in the butt to find at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, no, no, no. I, I was an awful, awful little, awful kid, and therefore, but that's the thing. Even, even all this stuff. Like I went back and I played Wind Waker, and I liked it. I just can't bring it in me to go back and play Kingdom Hearts. 
It's it's so I can understand. I can understand. <laughs> What's funny to me is I'm thinking thinking about it is that my kids now they've watched like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Mickey and the Roadster Racers and stuff, but they primarily know Mickey Mouse now as like King Mickey who travels worlds with two keyblades akimbo fighting the darkness. No uh, wonder Disney's willing to keep tolerating this. <laughs> you know, like... In fact, no wonder Kingdom Hearts 3 looks like there's no such thing as a Final Fantasy character in it anymore. I'm, I'm sure they are. They're just, they're not, uh, they're not front and center. No, they, they, that's what World of Final Fantasy was for, as we know. World of Final Fantasy is like, okay, just get it out of Kingdom Hearts. Put it in its own game where it's Pokemon. You know, it's funny. It was confusing because I, I was, for a little bit, I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2 and World of Final Fantasy at the same time. <laughs> And it was just—it was really hard to keep it, keep everything straight. <laughs> so when we eventually do our World of Final Fantasy podcast episode, yeah. you're going to be sitting there like, I—I I don't know. Wait, was the was... was the League of S rebuilding Hollow Bastion <laughs> after Maleficent destroyed it? Or, uh, uh. So anyway, Kingdom Hearts three is why isn't the Cactuar driving the train? <laughs> yeah. So I think after after that we both we've got two items on the list that one well, one that we're both definitely into and and one that we're both cautiously I'm maybe more cautiously optimistic and you're maybe more not completely pessimistic and that's uh, so the one that we're both definitely into is Devil May Cry Five. Yes, I think the one that you were saying before comes out first. Yes, Anthem. Okay, Anthem, I have a feeling Anthem is going to be what Monster Hunter World is to me is what Anthem is to you, and vice versa. We'll have to see. I'm, I'm so... Because I just, the more I see of it, the and I said, actually, part of what makes me less interested in Anthem is just coming to terms with the fact that I'm just going to keep playing Destiny. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to keep... Like, like right now, I haven't played it in a while because I'm all invested in some other games. But we're going to come back to it. I'm going to go back to Destiny. Ah. And I, I don't think Anthem's going to be I'm, the game to take me away. And so for me, what... Yeah, so for me, I think what Anthem is, it's, it's the injection of... It's the injection of Mass Effect... Or, or some kind of Bioware RPG that I need. I don't... And You're going to be disappointed, boy. I know I am. I don't anticipate... This, this is the question for me. And what I hope Anthem where gets right is what Destiny had wrong at launch, which is the sort of the cinematic storytelling end of it. I hope Anthem gets that right, and then the end game is crap, and I don't care about playing it. Uh, after I finish the story. That's sort of my hope for Anthem. And then maybe I can come back to it occasionally. Because now... Super- I gotta at least wait for opinions on it. I... I there's no way I think I'm buying that full price. Yeah, I will, I will see. I'm not... There's nothing about it other than the fact that it's a, it's a Bioware game that is really calling out to me as this is a must-play right now. Um, there's no, I, I'm just really it's like I want to like it more than I actually like anything I've seen of it yeah 
I mean, on paper, it seems like a cool idea. I mean, you're in power suits fighting monsters and stuff, but from what I've heard of the alpha and from what I've seen of gameplay, it's like there's aspects of it that will be cool, but I'm not going to drop the $60 on it. I'm not. I don't expect to want to put... This is the game that I expect to be the one that's the most, like, enough people like it that I'm going to be tempted but if I were to actually buy and play it, I'd regret it. Hmm. So that that's to me what I expect the anthem to be. Yeah. So so let's see what's what's coming out. So anthem, we'll see. I don't I don't think it's going to be a destiny killer. I don't expect no. it to be a. I don't expect it to be Killzone. You know, as Killzone was to Halo. I don't think anthem will be the destiny. I don't think it'll be that bad. Um. I mean, Anthem will have its fans, and they're probably going to be fans that are like, man, this is so much better than Destiny. Destiny's such trash. But everything's got that. Yeah. Everything's got that. Hopefully it'll be different enough. Um, that... That's the best you can hope for. So, yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think in February comes out uh, Metro Exodus, which you're looking forward to. I, I Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I saw a preview video thing. Again, like I saw something today. Um skill up made a uh, preview because he got to play it for like a few hours and it looks interesting but it looks too open for me i'm getting a little bit burnt out on the open world thing um it's and the, so the metro metro series in general has always been looked interesting to me but i just haven't really gotten into it i don't know if this will be i like the aesthetic um, See, I don't actually. It's like I, I'm sick of post-apocalypse. Yeah, I just have. I don't know. We'll see. It's I'm not. It's not high on my list, but it's something that I could be pleasantly surprised by if, if say I don't end up picking up Anthem, and I've burned through everything else, and we haven't gotten the uh, the next Destiny drop yet. Yeah. The next Destiny content drop. So that it could be something that is interesting. I'm not sure yet. But the game that we're both excited for is Devil May Cry 5. And that's why, like, I don't plan on buying anything in February. Because I still, as of this recording, haven't started Devil May Cry 3. And I want to play through Devil May Cry 3 and 4 before Devil May Cry 5 releases in March. Because um, I want to get that sort of caught up, even though after having beat the first game... I don't think catching up with the story is really going to make much of a difference. But we're going to be getting a demo in February on the PlayStation 4. Um, we didn't get to play the Xbox One uh, demo because we don't, don't have, have Xbox, Xbox One. Um, but it every, everything I'm hearing from fans of Devil May Cry is positive. Now, my concern is that I, I'm kind of bad at real action games, or what they call character action games. Like I like them, and I'm decent at them. I'm not awful, but I'm not good either. So I'm a little worried because like every, all the like big-time Devil May Cry fans hate the Ninja Theory DMC one. The Which I like a lot. Attempt at a reboot. And that's the thing. Story can go, you know, drown. But the, the gameplay, I really like. And well, what I'm worried about in Devil May Cry 5 is that it's going to feel a bit more like Devil May Cry 4, which 
when I try to go back and play, not only feels slow, but the controls feel so awkward in comparison. Now, especially Nero. Yes, especially Nero. Especially when it comes to like grabbing onto people. Now, from talking to a friend of mine, it sounds like um, Hideaki Itsuno, the director. Originally, he wanted to create a sequel to the reboot. Hmm. Um, but that was tanked so much that now they're like, okay, we're going to be doing a direct sequel to four, but they clearly took some influence from the reboot in certain stylistic ways. Like, like Nero just, looks like reboot Dante now. He kind of does. Yes. Um, and I was not the first person that saw that and was like, wait a minute. That's not what I expect. So like, there's a lot of people that were confused cause I spent like, and a good chunk of that trailer trying to figure out which what which whether it was Nero or uh, New Dante. But regardless of any of that, um, evidently the controls are a bit closer to DMC, but not quite so. Somewhere in between. We'll find out with a demo. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. I feel like it'll be a good uh, a good palate cleanser. Maybe for me at least after the sort of saccharin. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Anthem being a terrible disappointment to just have the ridiculous over-the-top uh, nonsense I mean, it'll Devil be, May Cry. It'll be a game that enjoys being a video game again, for the most part. Yeah. It's going to be stylish, it's just going to be fun. Um, you're going to be able to attack people with motorcycle. Yeah. Um, what else can you ask for? Exactly. And I mean, you, have you ever finished Devil May Cry 4 or no? I did when it came out on Xbox 360 way back. You don't remember well. See, what, I, what stands out to most me about Devil May Cry 4 is you have this like overly serious Nero campaign. As sort of, and then, and then Dante comes in. And then and Dante just, comes back and it's just like... It's just ridiculous. It is in funny. the best ways though. It's, it's in the best ways. He's, you know, like... Blowing up demons with this like transforming machine gun that shoots a hundred missiles and you yep. know, and he's just having a good time. And he's having a good time, and that's what I want. I just want to be Dante and have a good time and laugh while I'm, you know, killing demons. Killing demons. So we'll, we'll we'll see because I'm looking forward to it. It's the first major game I think I'm really looking forward to because I'm looking forward to Resident Evil too, but. Like, Devil May Cry 5 is like, okay, this is like video game, man. This is the kind of stuff you live for. If it's not Nintendo, then this is what I'm looking forward to. But there's other stuff in March. Yeah, um, what, do we, what do we have we talked about? I have three things. I know one of them you don't care about. The other one is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is the From Software one. Right, not Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Which is the Sony one. Yes. Which actually, that's the one I'm more interested in. I had them switched on there because I'm terrible. That amuses me. Um, um, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is what I'm more interested in. Where Sekiro, and that's probably going to fall off for me. I'm guessing. It's going to be difficult and challenging. But it doesn't look like it's going to be difficult and challenging the way that Dark Souls is. And that, that they want to make a different kind of game. That for me is why yeah. it's like, okay, it's challenge, it's combat... But it's a different kind of combat. It's a different kind of game. And because it looks faster paced, it looks like it's going to be more my style and speed. So I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm expecting to die a lot. I'm hoping it's going to be like how I was with Darksiders 3, where I got used to it. Um, but that's the funny thing about March. March is going to really need a palate cleanser afterward, because it's going to be a lot of tense combat action games. Mm -hmm. And so, what, what, what do we have? We just don't know, really, what's... Everything else, we don't really know the release date, so I think I categorized a bunch of them in there. Um, because, like, after that in April, that's when you start, evidently, the, the, my reconnection with Final Fantasy. Which I know I put in as a section there, because for me, like, that's when Final uh, Fantasy X and X-10 are in Switch, and Xbox One, that's when, um, Final Fantasy XII, Zodiac Age. Uh, 12 really strikes me as a good one to play on Switch. I mean, I got my copy on PS4 if you want it. I have it too. Oh, there you go. Because uh, uh, I was, I, I got back into that one. That strikes me as something that'll that'll do well on Switch, where you can just put it down through some of the, or take it with you, different places like when you're um, the Sand Sea, in particular. I mean, I'm further in World of Final Fantasy right now on the Switch than I would have been in the same t amount of days on PS4. I mean, yeah. the Switch is my RPG machine right now. That's what I count on for role-playing games. That's why I haven't bought Dragon Quest XI yet. So, being able to play these Final Fantasy games on the Switch, and also, I mean, I've said it before, but I'm currently working on Final Fantasy VI. By the time this episode's live, I might actually be done recording. Because I'm in the world of Ruin and, and everything, and I'm just having a blast reconnecting with this major franchise of my life. So, being able to go back and play Final Fantasy X again, and at some point this year, Final Fantasy VII and IX, I'd love to recreate them. Yeah, I'd I, love to make videos on those. I did a, I did a replay on X when it, the, the remaster came out on PS3. And that was that was really enjoyable. I never re back. I never finished my replay partially because I was trying to do the JRP diary thing on my video, which wouldn't have been bad except I, it didn't actually save me time on getting content out. Mm. So uh, yeah, Final Fantasy X, I'm do a replay, um, and I look forward to doing that. And I need to I, I want to play X2 for the first time. I want to see how that how that goes. The so. combat is good. The aesthetic is kind of, well, you know, <laughs> it's like J-pop Charlie's Angels, um, basically, but it's fun. Charlie's, Charlie's Idols. There Charlie's Idols, there you go, perfect. Um, but, uh, no, then of course sometime later this year is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which I never played Crystal Chronicles, so I'm really looking forward to that. If, oh, if they have some kind of... The original Crystal Chronicles was so good. If you ever get a chance to play it uh, with, you know, four people who have Game Boy Advances and the Game Boy Advance <laughs> Connect cable well, and what, all that other stuff. With the Switch, you might be able to have everyone bring their own Switch, but right now you and I don't know anyone else with their own Switch. So at best, I might be able to connect locally with mine and maybe I'll be I, the yeah, Crystal I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. It's going to be cool, though. It'll be interesting. But no, to, to go to actual games we're both looking forward to, um, Control is the first one to come to my mind. Yeah, which we, Remedy what, do we know, what do we know about Control, really, though, other than it looks cool? Um, there have been a couple of developer diaries come out, but effectively they're only teasing what we already know, just a little bit more information. Young woman, first day, working at this uh, crazy bureau of supernatural stuff, and something went wrong. Don't take a job at the crazy bureau of supernatural <laughs> stuff. 
But it's by Remedy Studios, who did Alan Wake, who did... I can't remember what was before Alan Wake. They like to do stuff that's very inspired Max by television. Payne. Max Payne, yes. Um, so they... And look what you did. So they have um, gunfighting, and they have the story, of course. Um, but they also have powers. She's got powers she can use. And that's where it looks like the game's going to end up being interesting. Yeah. So... It looks trippy. It looks like it's going to actually be a game as opposed to whatever their Xbox One ex- exclusive was starring uh, Iceman from X-Men 3. Ice Boy. Whatever he was. I, I just, I'm not Bobby sure what Drake. game you were talking about. I don't remember. Quantum Break. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Because Quantum Break looked like it was going too close to the David Cage territory. I don't think it was. Like I think it actually did have real gameplay. Just... It didn't look good. Whereas this looks this, good. Yeah. So. That's cool. Now, something I, I, that I noticed, I, I put on mine, I don't think you put it on yours, but I think you helped kickstart it, and I didn't, is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I did kickstart it. I didn't put it on there because I'm not sure, because I've never been able to get into a Castlevania game before. So I kickstarted it because I want... Look, look, look. I just... I wanted the developer to be supported. I wanted his game to happen. And there's elements of... I, at the very least, I'm looking forward to the soundtrack. Yeah, this, so I played... I had no idea what this game was. But I played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Which is a prequel... We did talk about it a little bit. In the style of Castlevania 3. Which... Castlevania 3 is a game that I don't think I realized until recently is one of my favorite, most, like, one of those formative games for me. Interesting. Um, because I, I remember playing it a ton. I remember actually beating it once. And it's a really cool... You've never played Castlevania 3, right? No. It's, it's this great old-school Nintendo game. It's hard. Um, As they do. One of the things that's really cool about it is depending on how you go through the game, you can either team up with uh, Grant, who is a pirate who was turned into a monster by Dracula, and you defeat him, and then you can he'll join you. Uh, what's her name? I forget her name. She's a chick. She shoots fire. Oh. Uh, she's probably or, in the anime. Or it's the first. She is in the anime. Actually, Grant gets left out of the anime. She's in the anime. Or you can team up with Alucard. Uh, which is Dracula spelled backwards because he's Dracula's son, who's half human. Everybody knows this. Okay, yeah. Who would later go on to star <laughs> in Symphony of the Night. Um, See, that's the funny thing. I thought Alucard, his first appearance was Symphony of the Night. I yeah. never knew he was from Castlevania, uh, Castlevania 3. Castlevania. But it's just a really great... It's like, how many NES games had branching paths with like multiple... I mean, there were a couple, I'm sure. But like multiple characters that you could get and slightly different endings. It pretty I mean much the it, original Ninja Turtles. Okay, I don't know if it had the branching paths, but it definitely had the different characters. That's true. Well, not like different characters, but like different. Yeah, sort of like. Anyway, it was a really cool game, and so playing Curse of the Moon, then I'm like, oh, this is actually just like the tie you over until we release the, our our real project. So I'm kind of into that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what it looks like. I'm curious to see how it turns out. I'm I do want I'm going to play it when I do get it. So, uh, 
So what do we have? We're, 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 what are some like major highlights? You talked about remasters. Uh, in your, in the I know dot. there were other AAA games. I mean, again, Ghost Digital, of Tsushima, Doom Eternal, The Outer Worlds, Doom Eternal. We need. Oh, oh, do we need to talk about Doom Eternal? I mean, it's gonna be a Doom game. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fast. It's gonna be bloody. Like it's got a grapple. It's got a grappling hook. So I mean, already it's better. So Doom Eternal. I mean, yeah, we're both looking forward to that. You know, like all I, all I should need to say is. It's a sequel to Doom 2016, and either you are interested or you are not interested just from knowing that. Just from Nothing's knowing that. going to yes. change your mind. Um, but what, what was the last one you just said? Uh, the Outer Worlds. Okay, The Outer Worlds, which I expect to be initially met by everyone with disappointment, and then is going to develop its own little cult following. Like, people are going to end up absolutely loving it but it's going to end up being like a cult classic sort of a thing like i think maybe fallout new vegas you could make some right. comparison as maybe it's going to right it's going to be maybe a little bit of what uh they were hoping fallout 76 would turn into <laughs> but it's not <laughs> well it's, it is going to be so, uh single player wait did i say new vegas or 76 you said seven, you said new vegas okay but in terms of new vegas is that oh like Okay, at first it's like, okay, well, the critics are really panning this thing, but maybe yeah. our community and I mean, players they, will make this fun. And Obsidian is trying to prepare people. They already said there's only going to be like two or three worlds. Mm -hmm. They said it's not going to be big open worlds. They're going to be smaller spaces. And that, the, these things, for me, I'm like, like oh, that great! Sounds good. That's yeah. amazing! I love smaller worlds. Smaller, well-designed spaces instead of exactly. lots of big empty space with nothing to do. Well-crafted. And yet there are some people that are like, well, that doesn't sound like worlds to me. And it's like, ah. Okay, but, go play uh, No Man's Sky and enjoy you the, your worlds there. Yeah. So you have, you do have that smaller element, but I'm, I'm interested. I'm, look, I'm looking huh. forward to seeing what they do. It's Obsidian doing a non-isometric RPG for the first time since Alpha Protocol. So, yeah. Alpha Protocol. Exactly. Can we get a remaster? Let's hope this time they were given enough time to properly develop it and fix the bug. Because evidently Pillars of Eternity is them. I believe I, they're Pillars of Eternity. And yeah, evidently yeah. that wasn't incredibly buggy, at least compared to their other mm -hmm. release. Because they're known for being really buggy. But I have a feeling a lot of that is due to time pressures and everything in the system they're dealt with. Um, but at the same time, I haven't played enough of this. Oh yeah, South Park. They did the oh, South the, Park the games. The Stick of Truth? Or yeah, the... Stick of Truth. They did not do the latest one. Uh, um, what is that? The, uh... And Stick of Truth isn't really known for bugs and glitches, so... Um, I think... I'm hoping Outer Worlds we can experience and enjoy a good, decent... It, is it really a role-playing game, or is it like a shooter-ish role-playing game? It's, it's, it's a thing. It's, we'll see. First-person adventure. Let's call it that. Yeah, so that, that's gonna be good. So I think the last thing maybe we could touch on before we uh, close, where we have, or, or this will be episode three of the night, uh, is the future of Destiny Two. Yeah, well, hold on. Let me just touch what, on like. Was there anything else? Because I know there were a couple other games that we did. I thought I mentioned. Can you talk about? We can talk about like. I, I saw. I know there's a Catherine like. No, 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 the the, re, the remasters, the remasters. Like, yeah, remasters. you can skip that because it is gonna be the year. Oh yeah, that's another thing in April. Dragon's Dogma. Again on Switch. So I can, again, not play it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know I did play it a little bit. I played it for a few hours. The, uh, dark, what I'll Dragon's have to do dark is oh. play it enough on the Switch so I could be so I could bring it over one day and be like, by the way, Steve, here's why you suck at video games and show you what it's like to climb on an ogre and step him in the eye. 
Okay. Do that. But anyways, um, no. When it, like I, I I thought there was like other like big AAA. Because like this Control, was the year. all you have on AAA releases. Control, Doom Eternal, Outer Worlds is your big AAA list. Ah, oh. uh, I could have sworn there was more. Uh, we like, talked Ghost... about Final Fantasy. We talked about Remaster. What was Ghost of Tsushima? Ghost of Tsushima might be this year. We don't know if that's actually. This oh, that was year the other though. thing. Yeah, just we have a bunch of games. We just don't know. And next, are they coming this year? Are they coming next year? And what I, for me though, what that means is. Steve and I might actually play more of the same games this year than we did last year, which means we might actually be able to do more episodes that are actually interesting. Because on top of that, we are also, like, I'm playing World of Final Fantasy, so we will discuss that. Hopefully before Devil May Cry 5. And then I do have to give you my Valkyria Chronicles Remastered on PS4, because I got it on Switch. So we can can play play that. together. Exactly. So, you, you should be able to hopefully expect a lot of episodes this year from us on a bunch of games where we both actually played. It sounds like, at the very least, The Outer Worlds and Devil May Cry 5. And then in the near future, at least. In the near future, at least. So, or, yeah, let me wrap up with that. I think we can leave the Destiny. Destiny 2 is a deep, deep rabbit hole right now. I think we can do a little bit of conversation on it. Like, maybe 10 minutes. Can we limit it to just 10 minutes? Maybe. Or maybe less? Okay, so, uh, okay. Okay, well, here's the big thing about Destiny 2, though. They split off from Activision. And what does that mean for 2019? Like, let's limit it to what that means for 2019 specifically, and I don't think it necessarily means much. I think most of, I mean, if, right, so they have, so we got, right, Forsaken in 2018 in September, um, which, I mean, really, most people had, had really positive opinions about Warmind, not the campaign, but the Warmind endgame. The, the the post-game activities, the post-campaign activities. Yes. Everyone had a really positive opinion on it. Forsaken took that, gave us a better campaign, and I probably think it, the best, the best that, and a good blend of accessibility and depth, the best Destiny to, Destiny's endgame has been, was Forsaken's endgame. I can actually, I think, agree with that. There's still elements of the original Destiny I wish would be in there. But you're kind of right. It's got the most variety of activities. And the um, the Dreaming City is the most interesting. Now, before the split, something I told you and our buddy Nolan. Um, my theory was that there wasn't going to be any more expansions. The annual pass... Was so like the 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 black forge the black armory or whatever forge yeah black armory black armory um, feels so simple and little in comparison because I don't think they're doing real expansions because I in my in my mind Activision was disappointed in sales and was trying to get them to make Destiny three as soon as possible fall twenty nineteen they were going to release it and try and just wipe the slate clean. I don't know if that was Activision's intention or not. I don't think Bungie's going to release Destiny 3 in 2019 anymore. Definitely not. No way. Um, because they're... But I do think they will work on a Destiny 3. I do think Destiny 2 is not even what they wanted it to be. Hence why they kept trying to correct Destiny 2 into being more like Destiny 1. 
I think they're going to try and make Destiny 3, at the surface, the best of both worlds. Maybe try and see if they can get some of the old content in there. But Destiny 3 is going to be made to be evergreen. It's going to yeah. be, here's the one we start with, how Destiny was always supposed to be. And now we're just going to keep updating this one with just expansions. You're not going to have to worry about a new well, full game. I see. I guess the, here's here's my one. Well, my question with that is, I think you have you sort of have two directions you can go with it at this point. Is you can right you can sort of reset one more time for Destiny Three and say, okay, this is the last reset, um, and now and now we're done going forward. But then it makes me wonder how long does Destiny Three last uh, in terms of you know is Destiny Three another three year plan of getting content and then it's sort of done and then what was the point anyway or I think you can have a what Destiny Three could become is basically we have everything we have. All the strikes, all the crucible maps, all the locations from Destiny 1 through Destiny 2 and now new things for Destiny 3 all in one in one game that we've just that's now just Destiny. Ideally they would have that. That's... I don't know if they will uh, or at least if they would at launch. So I think that's something that they would try and build back towards. Maybe. But the question is, because I know the original contract with Activision was 10 years. Did that mean they plan on a definitive end and then they could move on to a new project? And that, I think, is actually a question. You're right, okay. you're right. Do they release a new game and then it's over? Or do they just continue Destiny 2 until they have a, an ending to its story? And I'm not sure. Would would they want to do that, or would they rather have certain staff rotating in and out? That way, at some point, you can allow Bungie to make a new game. And well, yeah, that's that's part of it. And another question. So, and this is sort of the thing where I wonder with this whole idea of the game that Bungie wanted to make from the beginning, or something like that, where I wonder. If the um, my brain's not working now, you know, did what did Bungie want to make? Do they want it to be a cinematic shooter more than a loot shooter, more than this sort of grindy, mysterious end game that they've they've had going on? Like, what is it? Is Forsaken the game that they wanted to make from the beginning, or did they really want to make something that was more like? Destiny 2 Vanilla, or was Destiny 2 Vanilla what Activision wanted to make? And you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's sort of what's the. So for me, what I originally wanted from Destiny is I wanted a cinematic shooter that basically had little story updates. I kind of like the Destiny 2 model. For all the issues with Destiny 2, you got a nice cinematic shooter with interesting things to, to do to log in every week and see. And then with story updates that sort of pop in where you get a, a short campaign periodically. I liked that model. It seems like they're moving away from that model with the annual pass and saying, 
here's like not a story but activities and grind and weapons and that's it see you in a few months hmm so I, I just I don't I, I don't, mean we're, we're gonna find out and this year we're not gonna see much more but an expansion I do believe we will see an expansion well they've um, got their whole content plan laid out up, up through I guess up until September since the destiny year begins in September so yeah I think what I as I understand it in the next thing we get is going to be more of an expansion where like the 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 black armory was was like it's your annual pass. DLC-ish. Yeah. Whereas what we get in, in March or April is going to be more expansion-ish. I'm wondering what they're going to do with the annual pass in general, because I feel like the annual pass was something that Activision pressured them into. To find additional um, sources for funds. Yeah. Um, as a result, I'm not sure what we're going to see of that, but I don't think we're going to see much more of that after this year. Yeah. I don't think enough people will have the annual because how's the matchmaking you find for annual pass content? Fine. It's fine. Yeah, the forges. So I guess are enough fine. people got it. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I think, I think we're running out of time here, though. True, and in the end, all we have is speculation. We'll have to wait and see, and we'll we'll have more conversation once news comes out, obviously. But um, when we find out what's next. Uh, they were asking on the on the uh, Destiny Reddit today for feedback and opinions on Gambit. Which is interesting, huh? So they're at least looking to make changes and adjustments to that. Yeah, which um, the, which the the next the next content drop is going to be focused on the Drifter, and they're saying that they were going to come out with changes to Gambit. So, hmm. so we'll have to see. Um, but I mean. I think I think it's gonna be this uh, one thing. Even if this year isn't that great after March, I have a huge backlog. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm probably not gonna get a new. Even if they do have a new console in 2020, I'm not sure I want to get a new console until at least 2022. Yeah. So, granted, that's looking very far ahead. I might get hit by a Mack truck in that time. So who knows? May win the lottery. Retire. But I don't play the lottery. Somebody will give you a ticket. You'll find a ticket on the ground. You pick it up. Magic golden ticket. Winning numbers. $100 million. So, uh, regardless, um, 2019, I think, is looking good. I'm quite excited, be it for remasters to play again. I mean, if you look at my list, dude, and I think I left some stuff off, I got, like, maybe two dozen games on there that I'm looking forward to. It could yeah, actually be Yeah, you got a lot more. of games on there. So, I'm really... This is going to be a good year. I think 2018, you know, a lot of people went in and like, man, 2018 was a great year. No, man, 2018 was filler. 2018 was a filler God year. God of War was not filler. God of War is one of the few things that was actually properly good. That's true. Um, oh, yeah, and what I also forgot, because I never saw it on the list, Remnant from the Ashes, the new Gunfire game. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that, yeah. So that was another, yeah, that was another thing. It's like, you know what, I want to try that, but who knows, it depends on when it releases, man. That's going to depend on what else is coming out, so we'll have to see. Um, but otherwise, like, yeah, 2019 is looking good. Um, and we didn't really get to ask last time, but again, if you want to um, let us know your own thoughts about 2019, uh, Facebook page is still up. I haven't deleted it yet as of this recording. I have to keep it up at least two more weeks. So comment there or something. Or, or tweet at him. Uh, do people want to tweet at me? C. Cesarano. C-E-S-A-R-A-N-O. 
C-C-E-S-A-R-A-N-O. Um, we have ramblepack64 at gmail.com you can email. And I have my youtube.com slash ramblepack. Everything's ramblepack64 no C. Comment on all the videos how much you hate Chris. Yes. And love Steve. And that's actually... Uh, well, I don't have comments up yet. I'm going to try and add comments onto the website using the Discuss system. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Um, probably won't be up by time this goes up. But we'll see. We'll find out. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I hope you have a good 2019 yourselves, everyone. There's a lot that you're looking forward to. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a good night.